This episode of Verbal Tap brought to you by NogiBJJGear.com. Use the promotional code VerbalTap15 to get 15% off of your order. Do it! Raph, I'm sober enough to do this podcast. That's all I'm going to say on the matter, which means it's time for Verbal Tap, the show that proves fighting is way easier when you're not on the ABC One card. I like to see in the one next to fights. I'm your host, Kevin, with me, of course, Raph Esparza. Raph, how are you, sir? I'm fine. I didn't have a quarterback go down, so I have been pretty okay, all things considered, today, Kev. I was just concerned about you. Thanks for bringing it up. Right off the bat, super appreciate. I'm managing the pain through, I mean, I guess what you would call alcohol. Mm. Mm. You do know that makes Colorado. for a good show as well. A little bit of Colorado's yeah, finest plant-based activities. Oh, who do you have on the line? <laughs> yes, okay. We should introduce the guest because, again, it's an over-under Because he'll slap the shit out of one of us if we don't introduce him <laughs> oh, in time. man. Just left me out of the loop. So here's what you should know about this gentleman. He is one of the nicest human beings. Also, maybe a little feared just by the amount of slaps he's given people. He is a combat jiu-jitsu winner. He is a multi-faceted individual. We've seen him compete at just about everything under the sun, and there's good reason for it. But I thought this week, to really give Kev a run for his money, we would bring on friend of the show, one, Richard Red Alarcon. Rich, how are you doing, sir? I'm doing solid right now. I'm ready to get this show on the road. Damn, dude. Do you have somewhere to be? Like, <laughs> were you excited for this? Because I reached out to oh, you I'm a couple excited. times. And we've we've tried to make this happen. And I just thought, you know, let's bring you on on a big card. This is a Conor McGregor card. So when we get to that in a little yeah. bit, I thought, who better to push Kevin than a man who has been under duress a number of times in high-profile <laughs> competitions? So, yeah. uh, Red... What have you been up to lately, man? What is going on in your world? Uh, lately, I've just, you know, been, you know, on a positive kick. Just been trying to uh, improve myself first above, you know, anything else. Uh, you know, we're in, you know, unpredictable times right now. So, you know, I've just been working on myself, uh, you know, working on those around me. Just trying to be positive and just be a light in the darkness, you know, amongst all this stuff right now. So I've uh, just been trying to help people out. A little bit of training here and there, you know what I mean? Very, very, you know, rare right now just because everything's closed up here in California. That's been, like, the toughest thing for me, but uh, just been staying busy, working, all that good stuff. You are famous for putting up Instagram stories where you'll start off the day at 3 a.m., which, by the way, lifting at 3 a.m. is a choice, or 4 a.m. That's what he does, Kev. But yeah. he is putting up these inspirational quotes. Is there ever a day where you just think to yourself, you know, I don't want to be inspirational? Uh, myself, you know, I don't post every single day, but I try my best to, uh, you know, hold myself accountable because there's always someone that needs to hear something, you know, decent. You know what I mean? If, if not always, at least once here and there. You know what I mean? I, I try to keep it as real as possible. You know, sometimes I'll let people know, hey, to be honest, I started this day on a negative note or I just didn't even feel like getting in here at all. You know what I mean? But, you know, sometimes you just got to, you know, have discipline and just switch that mindset and just, you know, go from there. But it's not always, you know, 
flowers and rainbows. There's some dark days for sure, but we try to have more good ones than bad ones. Well, now living the black belt life, though, Raph, how do mm-hmm. you keep sharp during the quarantine? Is there because I'll just tell you in terms of like what we've heard is, you know, some people and I mean, not present company included, like you'll have like a small group of people you can train with that maybe that are in your bubble. Do you have that ability? Is it that imperative to you? I mean, you're you're kind of at a different skill level. Well, I mean, me personally, it's like um, I have that muscle memory already. I've done it for so many years. Um, I'm blessed with the weight room at my house. So, you know, I've been staying active in that. It's been like my biggest thing is just staying active, uh, strength training, uh, working my flow metrics and, and a little bit of conditioning here and there. But, it's you know, I, I, have, a, I have a group right now, kind of, sort of. I just have to be careful because, like I said, you know, here in California, just got to be wary of those cases and, you know, got to take in consideration, you know, family and friends and everybody else. I'm close by. It always feels like, I don't know if you guys get the same impression, but it feels like every time we make a few strides on this thing for COVID, then they go, it's made an adaptation. It's now growing. It's now learned how to speak English, and it's like, whoa, shit! What the oh, fuck man. now? Got two legs now. What? <laughs> <laughs> so, Kev, what I was gonna say is, he and I have chatted plenty of times before. I have interviewed him a multiple number of times because he wins a lot, so it usually makes my job pretty easy. But you guys have never met, Kev. Do you have questions for him because you've seen him compete? You've been around we've done even fight companions when he's doing a uh, competition what questions do you have for rich uh, either about competition or just kind of a get to know him better sort of vibe the internet's a little murky about when you started jujitsu what's like your entrance into martial arts in what you would call like when do you start what you're doing now okay so i'll just give you a little background let's just start from the beginning um, I was about seven when I first stepped on the mats, you know, just a regular little Mexican kid, you know, didn't know if he wanted to play soccer or jiu-jitsu, you know what I mean? So, uh, I started jiu-jitsu when I was seven, uh, went for about three years, you know, the cost kind of went up for tournaments and competitions. So I transitioned from jiu-jitsu to wrestling. Uh, so I wrestled from 10 years old until about 21 and in that time frame of 11 years, I, you know, I did a little jiu-jitsu here and there, here and there, but nothing like consistent just because wrestling was kind of like the main thing. And uh, once I got back from college wrestling, that's when I transitioned back to, uh, I guess you could say jiu-jitsu, a little bit of Muay Thai, MMA, all that good stuff. And, you know, nine years later, here we are. Okay, so seven is the first answer there. You left out some D1 business and some wrestling accolades, which I appreciate because I like, I like that you're just skipping ahead. Okay, uh, loss you want back. Do you have a loss in your memory that you're like, ah, that one, oh, that one drives me nuts? Um, I'd say there's probably a couple of them, to be honest. The biggest one is, of course, um, probably Ashley Williams. That'd be the biggest one. 
Okay. It's also troubling, Kevin, because Ashley Williams was essentially one of the last competitions before pandemic shut down. So it's one of the last opportunities you get. And I have to tell you this, though, Rich, if there was any time to take off, it was kind of nice. And, and I guess <laughs> kind of the right time for you to be like, well, I'm going to heal up this arm. I hope yeah. other people don't really uh, get the opportunity to advance. Oh, pandemic. Ha suckers yeah. you guys have to do it too yeah so because i um after that you know i got an arm injury in that one um i ended up competing a couple weeks later at worlds um for ibjjf and i ran into meow uh Jiao meow and so like you know i was like you know what i'm gonna wrap up this year see if we can end on a good note and i drew him first round so i was just like oh man let's see what happens you know, what I mean, I had half an arm and then <laughs> whatever I had left. So, but you know, it it did kind of suck for me. But I definitely want to jump back into competitions and combats. You know, just the tournament I need to get get my my uh, momentum going again. I mean, one of the things I did tell Ash because I spoke to him afterwards, and yeah, I wanted to interview him because. I know it's hard as an athlete sometimes to hear these sorts of things, but if I know the caliber of the person they beat, then I think sometimes I know how to interview that person without being like a hundred percent disrespectful. It's just like, yo, you beat red. That's not easy, dude. Like, yeah. that's a tough thing. And he had nothing but praise and, and nice things to say about you to the point yeah. where even when he was talking about you, it was with some sort of intention of you guys are probably going to see each other again. Yeah. More than likely, you know what I mean? Cause he, uh, you know, competes, you know, anywhere from about 145 to 165, I believe he's a relatively big boy. Um, and I know ADCC, the lowest weight class is 145. So if I'll, if I'll see him, I'll probably see him there, you know, one of the invitational tournaments. Yeah, I just I always look at those kind of competitions and think, yeah, you guys are probably going to run into each other again. If not, yeah. Now, yeah. at some point, it's just there's too many opportunities. Yeah, because right now we're one and one. So I was like, didn't you fight him again? I'm now stalking <laughs> your record. I'm surprised we're not prepared to call out Zhao, who <laughs> put out an ad for you on Craigslist. Just what I heard. It's just what I heard. Yeah. I'm already starting to jab raft. Do you feel that? And I I do know that. we. This is the everybody be nice to each other portion of the show. Trash talk does ensue in about a good 15 minutes. Yeah, but he's One violent. I, I have to be like extra <laughs> subtle, slash specific. He's got a lot of skill. <laughs> and I do want to bring this up because in the same way that you were, uh, you know, we saw this year was kind of the summer of uh, one Mason Fowler. You had an amazing summer of, of 2019 where, you know, you were winning combat jiu-jitsu, which then was going into uh, even, like, competing at ADCC. So it's like, it's one of those years where you feel because it's the odd year you're supposed to go to ADCC. And because now we postponed that, it's like, I just know when I see you working, you're working towards that kind of a goal. So uh, that's why it's so great. Like, y- y'all's division is too too crazy like every time we see the names in there at adcc trials it's intense dude oh yeah you gotta you know with with that level of competition you have to stay on your toes you know i mean you slack off a little bit and someone's right on your tail so 
uh, biggest thing is you got to stay consistent, stay hungry, you know what I mean? Because you, you try to relax too much, and next thing you know, you're getting passed up real quick. So that's just, you know, uh, the level of competition and the evolution of jiu-jitsu. That's how it's always going to be. You know I mean, you're never just going to stay on top forever. you got to constantly be working and adapting the entire time. Kev, I'm about to turn him over to asking questions to you so that he has intel for his trash talk. And now, a lot of people know him as a very nice guy, but you don't get to be a very good competitor unless you have a certain kind of savagery on with you. So I do believe he is capable of talking trash. Will he? That's a different question. But Kev, do you have any other questions you want to ask him? What's the toughest part about college wrestling? Um, let's see. The, I'd probably say the scheduling, like the scheduling of everything, because I did go to a military college, so there was that aspect um, of the fact that you had to do all your military uh, duties, uh, live a certain lifestyle, and at the same time, you had to try to fit in all your classes, um, you know, have to cut all kinds of weight. Cause I'm college, sorry, what was the college? Uh, I went to the Citadel. In South Carolina. Shit, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so I, I ended up uh, going there. And so, you know, you have, you know, certain duties that you have to do, you know, the way you dress, uh, cleanliness, uh, you know, time management's a, a big thing. So, you know, having to, to manage that, schooling, uh, cutting all the weight, going to practice, and then traveling to different states at a time, uh, you know, that was like the hardest part to try and juggle everything, you know what I mean? I don't, but <laughs> I do appreciate the uh, the effort required to do so. And okay, fascinating, Raph. Um, getting nervous here on this side of the aisle. I won't lie to you. Well, I think I think you're pretty in the know now. This why next glad he's segment brought show. to you by Manscaped. Put in verbal tap. Get a little discount. Buzz your way into 2021. Are you upset about the Capitol Rebellion? Get more nimble. Use Manscaped. Trim off a few angles. Take it from professional athlete, athlete Red, who signs. He's like, I don't want to sign off on this. Just yeah, trust he's, us. He's not at all. <laughs> trust us. And head on over. Also... Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Oh, no. Do the plug. I was going to go for Marshall X, but you can do that one. That was actually, I even, <laughs> I'm glad you said that because I was like, I know it's not no gi BJJ here anymore. I know it's now a Steven Seagal film. Xmarshall.com. The baddest cop in the land selling the baddest gear in the land. Enter in verbal tab 15. Get 15 off. Wrath. Yes, let's go back to this. Woo! Red, you're somebody who can speak both languages in terms of wrestling and jiu-jitsu. What do we need? in jiu-jitsu to make it more exciting from a wrestling standpoint because I get excited when you're in a match because you're versatile enough to make it fun no matter what. But not everybody can do that. Yeah, yeah. So, like, you know, personally in jiu-jitsu, you need need some kind of overtime, you know, especially in these point, point matches. Uh, over time, it's going to get people on their feet, you know, maybe a takedown only, you know, takedown wins it because, you know, who really wants to see two guys sitting on their butt scooting towards each other, not really progressing, you know what I mean? 
that's kind of uh, a deterrent to get people to try and watch jiu-jitsu and support it. You know what I mean? I don't know. Describe it slower right. and in the right areas. <laughs> so. Yeah. So, so in the sense that, let's just say uh, you have a, a match, two guys are just sitting down, legs in front of each other, you know, trying to do who knows what, you know, grappling around. Time runs out, and it's like, who really won that match? You know what I mean? There's no overtime. So it just comes down to, like, referee's decision. Most of the time, it's politics. So, you know, if he's doing, like, a little overtime, uh, takedown wins it. You know, I, I bet you a lot of, you know, competitors that aren't proficient in takedowns would definitely try to push the pace a little bit more. You know, something along those lines. Okay. All right. I mean, we're just trying to compile as much knowledge as we can because if you were to tell Kevin and I, whoever gets the first takedown between the two of us in a match, you should probably pill up a chair. You're going to be there for a while. Doesn't matter. It'd still be exciting. You know what I mean? If, if it wasn't exciting, it would at least be funny. And that would get people to watch it, right? <laughs> well, who's <laughs> shown you footage of me and Kevin wrestling, I guess, is number one. Um, <laughs> but number two, uh, yeah, no, I mean, we're we're trying to come up with a solution because every so often we just, I don't know, if you ever watch a bad match, you always feel for the athletes. You want it to be fun. You're rooting for them. And some just aren't going to be fun. And oh, my sympathy for I... you guys is always, listen, do what you got to do to win. So yeah. it's always if we can come up with a rule set or, or, or suggestions whenever we get the chance to. Was but it Sergio Pena? You... Who showed you the footage? Sorry, Raph. I just <laughs> thought we should. <laughs> Name drop. That's perfectly fine. Uh, so, Red, here's a, an important aspect that we need to do because Kevin's got all this intel about you now. He spent a few minutes researching, looking up things that he's going to use as fuel to kind of get under your skin as we do the guessing game for UFC 257. What questions do you have for Kevin that might be able to fuel your ability to trash talk him or to maybe, you know, defend yourself if necessary? Yeah. Uh, just want to know a little bit about his background in jiu-jitsu. Yeah. If any. No, I'll, I'll give you the, the abridged quick version started really intensely at combatives level one taught by two jujitsu instructors in Manhattan, Kansas. One of them being Joe Wilk, the other Dave Durnell, both black belts and pretty renowned badasses actually, but that you could kind of sense the jujitsu undertones in the combatives training. They were teaching like army combatives level one that spurred a lifelong quest kind of towards it. And then when I was living out in DC, I started training under um, someone who had recently immigrated from Brazil and that's okay. how it flourishes. Now I'm out in sunny Denver, Colorado, where I trained under a Hibero black belt for a little bit, but I'm a journeyman purple belt. Oh, there we go. <laughs> journeyman. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm glad that he is finding this entertaining. I like how descriptive other... he found that to be. He's like, oh, I know that person. Got it. Been oh, there. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> like, I'll, I'll see you next week after one practice. <laughs> <laughs> it's also, I should 
point this out to make sure that we're very honest about Kevin's journey. It's been yeah. plagued with a few injuries. Just recently. Been... How dare you? Some of it was great. <laughs> <laughs> so Kevin is one of those guys who he gets really excited to come back to the mats. And then all of a sudden he just goes, hey, Raph, remember my arms? Yes. Yeah, they don't work anymore. Oh, okay. Well, um, I had a few surgeries. I had f- five, if we're just counting. But I'm wow. about to be back and better than ever. Slash not competing anymore, that's for sure. So maybe not better than ever, but like uh, <laughs> able to breathe during a normal Tuesday roll would be nice. There we go. Well, listen, if you've got one more question, I've got time for it. Because, again, we cannot stress how many guests will wish they had taken the time to ask a second or third question especially once Kevin, and I don't know if you get this already, he's got a quick wit on him. Not oh, yeah. quick at jiu-jitsu, but a quick wit. So do you have a second question you'd like to ask? Yeah. What beer number are you? Because your words are pretty horrible right now. <laughs> I guess if I'm lying, five, <laughs> if I'm being <laughs> honest, six and a half, but two of them are seltzers. Uh, Those count. Man, you sound like you're about to take sound like you're about to take a nap so i was just curious i feel fantastic i've never (laughs) been happier i've been i was up at the Uh, altitude of breckenridge all weekend now i'm back at just mile high there we go so you know j-bug i gotta be really honest with you i wasn't sure i was gonna take to the trash talk normally the inspirational guy is going to be the guy that you kind of go, I don't know. I, I think know. someone And then he decide. shivs me in the chest right I... before we start. He hit me gladiator style. Like when Joaquin <laughs> goes backstage, he's like, stabs him. It was like, we haven't started yet. Hey, wait. Hey, he's like, it's all good. The Chiefs still won. I'm good, no matter what happens. <laughs> Except now I'm like, how many beers did I have? I'm feeling a little guilty. It kind of feels oh, like man. your coach being like, you look a little slower. He's like, damn, I got a little bit of doubt. Okay. All right. See, Kev, we're talking about that mentality, and it's all there. I think it's time we transition to the game of over-under, Kevin. And now it's time for the thrilling installment of over-under. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, you are listening to a segment that we like to call Over-Under Kevin. The rules are very simple on this one. We get each participant 15 seconds to say who they think is going to win for each fight. We do every fight on the card. We just do it out of order. We also, if I deem it, give them 15 seconds of rebuttal time to either question or further their analysis of their opponent's picks. Gentlemen, do you both understand the rules? Kev, do you? (laughs) I definitely do. I just made myself laugh looking at his record. I'm fine. Okay. Uh, Red, do you understand the rules, sir? Uh, yes, sir. Raph, right, quick now. interjection. Because mm-hmm. Cy says he fought Spencer Mum, David Weintraub, and Edwin Ocasio, mm-hmm. which basically mm-hmm. sounds like he was fighting the cast of Twilight in a consecutive yes. night. I can test that this was not a real fight. <laughs> I don't oh, think I don't think he'll agree to any of that. I should also mention at some point, the man has dabbled in fighting MMA, Kev. So, you know, just good things to remember. That's all. Uh, What I should tell you, though, is 
yes, the winner of this is the person who gets the most correct picks. However, the people who really win, according to us here and the fans, is truly the person who talks the most amount of trash. Kevin, I'm very excited to start with you on this one. We're going to start right up top at the women's flyweight category. And this is between Jessica I and Joanne Calderwood. You've got 15 seconds on the clock. Go. You know, I love Jessica I. She burned me. It hurt deep. I needed her to come through just for once in that last <laughs> event. And she was, um, look, I'm prepared to take Calderwood for this simple reason. Recency bias and abs. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, Rich, what do you got on this? Uh, myself, I'm going to have to go with Jessica I on this one. Uh, she is the underdog, but, you know, she is the bigger person. And, you know, she's she's fought some really good people. You know, I mean, it's not like she lost to, uh, you know, walks in the park. She actually lost, you know, some really good people. Calderwood's got hands, but I think I'd probably take it to the ground and just put that weight on her. Okay. Kev, do you have a response to any of that? I take personal offense at the deep analysis he was doing already, and she mm -hmm. is a plus 100 underdog so i respect it out of the gate i'm i want to tell you what i named us in my file here as i'm recording our picks team no singlet that's me uh and the jujitsu quitter on the other side self-professed <laughs> red i have to ask this because you you mentioned odds you mentioned underdog odds are yeah. you somebody who dabbles in the gambling of of uh, the MMA? Uh, I mean, I've thrown a couple here and there. You know what I mean? I've, mostly on the bigger fights. Mm -hmm. I always like to take get the stats, obviously, and, you know, just how they perform on, you know, nights of the fights. You know, a lot of people do really good. A lot of people fold. Just all depends. And then another thing, you know, to take out of this is that there's not a whole lot of people in the crowd. So people mm. are affected by it a little bit differently than if there was. Are that you was my favorite affected? yes to a gambling question I've ever heard, and I like him more than yeah. I ever have. I'm supposed to be competing, and I'm like, God, I love him. Go on, rap. Uh, ask him about his betting canals. Like, if I yeah. did do it, here's. <laughs> I'll be very honest with you. That is definitely a very Hispanic answer because if I were to ask any of my uncles. I can guarantee you that's the exact answer they would give me. I'd be like, hey, uh, Theo, do you guys bet on, on MMA fights? Oh, see the way it works, Mio. No. I mean, yeah, I've been known to maybe throw a few in, but, man, betting, betting, mm-mm, mm-mm. No, I don't. I can't recall the last time I bet. So that, that definitely wow. seems it. But then when you get older, you find out they were basically gambling on even your soccer games. So, you know, no big deal. <laughs> Um, it's why I turned out to be a compulsive gambler myself, but Hey, listen, I'm just glad when I hear it in the voice and it makes me very happy before we go on the red, do crowds really factor into you? Do you like a lot of people that you're, you're kind of grappling like in that world when you have a lot of people who are watching or are you fine with nobody in the audience? Uh, you know, at first. You know, growing up, it did affect me a little bit. You know, I mean, that the noise and everything, the lights, that does play a factor. Um, but once I, I kind of, like, switched up on it, I started focusing on my match more, uh, started zoning in a little bit better, just getting that focus. It stopped really affecting me. So, you know, me personally, it could be crowd, no crowd. It doesn't really affect me anymore. 
Uh, Noted. Probably for 10 years. Uh, I'm sure, um, you know, someone like Kev, it would definitely affect him. Uh, that's what, probably why he doesn't compete, but, you know. <laughs> no. <laughs> Kev. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I was just trying to text my therapist. Was I supposed to respond to that, Raph? I was having <laughs> a moment. Okay. Well, I'm sure he's right. I will say... Yeah, uh, especially cocky blue belt Kevin walks into competition thinking this is the same. This is rolling, and I'm like puking minutes after yeah. the first match. So. It yeah. is one of my favorite uh, photos that Kevin did send me. Was of him puking. And I being didn't like, send I'm that. Fine. That was my previous aforementioned instructor who made that that's published. True. Well, that's fair. Hey, we're gonna move on to the next bout. It's a cash weight bout between. Mosar, I'm just going to say Evolve. That's a better version of reading his name. That, you wow. can kind of justify it. it? No. And Nick Lentz. Red, you've got this one first, sir. Uh, you know, just looking at the stats, I mean, you know, going to have to go with uh, Mobzar. You know, just coming from the country that he is, you know, he's got some pretty good grappling, some pretty good ground and pound. So I'd probably have to go his route. You know, obviously uh, Nick Lentz is seasoned, but going to have to go the other way. And go with the other guy. Kev, what do you got on this? You know, he's stealing my thing, which is where I just pick the younger undefeated fighter, even if they're from a country <laughs> that seems weaker mm. statistically. I did watch a documentary about the snipers in Norway, but that's <laughs> not what we're talking about right here. I, I'm going to go with Evlov here, and not just because I like saying Evlov. And hearing Raph pronounce it, whatever you said, I can't Evolve. even. It was right in my head. Thank you. Okay, it's there. It's like when you have to make a license plate out, and you kind of have to sound it out, and you go, "Yeah, I can see that." Okay, but you're rubbing there. it again. I'm from Kansas. We didn't teach yeah. evolution, so the word fair enough. Me. I do want to point this out, though. Nick Lentz is somebody who is kind of a fan of our show, so we just want to say. Uh, we support you if you're listening. And if you're not listening, then disregard that. Well, so. long <laughs> shot, long shot of the night. You can get great odds for somebody <laughs> with iron in their fists with Nick Lentz. It is very random when we do see the people who Plus you see on your stories. <laughs> you see on your stories who viewed it. And I will see Nick Lentz look at so many of our memes and occasionally share them that I go, does oh, he man. like us? Uh-oh. Well, on the line, but I, I think after this one, he's uh he's out the door. <laughs> well, Nick, you heard it here first. Red Alarcon does not believe in you. Not a fan of what uh -oh, you do. Man. But the rest of us here, we are. So just remember that. Hey, Kev, you're going next. Brad Tavares versus Antonio Carlo Junior. Go. This is tough, and you mm. know why. Mm -hmm. It's shoe face <laughs> and. It is. You're like, wait, who's he fighting? Tavares? Uh-oh. <laughs> this is my upset, though. I'm going with Shoeface. I think he's going to get punched faced out, but I'm hoping for Shoeface win. I'm not optimistic. Okay. Red, who do you got on this one? 15. Uh, me, personally, I'm going to have to go with uh, Carlos Jr. on this as well. Uh, you know, Tavares, he's... He was doing pretty good at first, but he's been on a steady little decline. You know, don't get me wrong, his hands are solid, but once someone gets him to the ground, they kind of overtake the, the fight from him. 
Red, as somebody who actually has a nickname on this show, what do you feel your reaction would have been had the people giving you your nickname said, hey, shoe face? Oh, man, I don't know. You kind of just got to, I don't know what you do with that name, to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) He would have beaten them up, Raph. I'm reading between the lines. Red's like, I would have whipped that ass and been like, come up with something else. I I would probably would have turned off the lights real quick. (laughs) I'll make it very clear to you. Red is a very nice young man, but I know the area code in which he hangs out. Those people go from zero to 100 very quickly. So I'm I'm pretty understood on what he is implying there. Uh, I just want to say, listen, you don't always get to pick your nicknames, but I'd like to think that when you fill out the paperwork and they go, what would you like to be known as? And you're sitting there going, ah, they call me Shoeface. You know what? I'm just not going to put it. I'm, I'm just not. Yep. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Appreciate it. Leave blank. Leave blank, indeed. Best advice of the show thus far in. Kevin, <laughs> you're going next. It's a lightweight bout between Matt Frivola and Otman Ozitar. That sounds really funny. All right, go for it. <laughs> I mean, I'm happy to go twice in a row in the front seat. Oh, shit. Good but call. But I am going... Easily. And this isn't even... I'm going with the grain because of the violence of his country. Azatar. Plus, that's my favorite Leo DiCaprio movie. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> okay. What do you got for us, Red? Uh, I'll probably have to go with uh, Frivola on this one. He's he's pretty well-rounded. You know, the guy has some really good uh, stand-up. But, you know, Frivola's, you know, like I said, he's pretty well-rounded has really good takedowns, uh, you know, decent submissions, and, he, you know, he can throw some hands himself. Mm, good call. Okay. I, I like think that. this yeah, is wanna... starting to shape up like the time he faced uh, Hiago Gama the first mm. time, and I'm about to win by a no-points advantage. He knows what I'm <laughs> no talking <points>. about. <laughs> oh, that's the worst. <laughs> I have to say, every time I see an athlete over-celebrate with a no-point win or, like, an advantage win, I do have to take a moment of pause, like, don't insult them to their face right now. Like, don't look down, just kind of acknowledge and nod your head, like, you did win, but this is not a rip-your-gee-open sort of win, sir. Yeah, that kind of win is something that, you know, Kevin would definitely celebrate himself. (laughs) No judgment here, right? I want to bring this up because I've always wondered if this is a little bit of the heel version of you. Because the Ariola brothers are very clear about being like, dude, we love, we love Red. He's, He's family to us. And I think, yeah, I could see Jason talking some trash. And I could see Red throwing it down. Yeah, I could see this happening. So it's good to know these things uh, for future (laughs) reference. But we're going to press on. It is a women's bantamweight bout. And I want to be very clear about what I did there. That's one of the few times I am pressed to think of a previous time that I've done it where I've done the same person twice, where Kevin had to do the leadoff twice. I don't usually make that mistake. So we've done about almost 100 of these. But instead, right now, Red, you're going to do 
two picks in a row first, and that is the women's bantamweight bout between Juliana Pena, friend of the show, and Sarah McMahon. Who do you got? I'm going to have to go with Pena on this one. Uh, you know, McMahon's really solid, you know, got some good wrestling, but, I mean, me personally, I think she's, you know, on the downhill. Uh, Pena, she's, you know, she has a fire under her butt. She's, you know, took a big, you know, amount of time off, and now she's back fired up, ready to go. Mm, Kev, what do you have? Okay, I'm not trying to just, like, hitch my win to his sail. We obviously disagreed in the last one. We agree here. Everybody gets a Pena win. You get a Pena win. The podcast gets a Pena win. Yeah, I agree. People <laughs> from Washington this? aren't as aggressive as people not from Washington. This is a clarifying question, Kevin, and it's pretty important to figure out a distinction between your pick and his pick, even though they're the same pick. Tom Brady. But, Wait, what? But do you feel that this is Red turning his back on wrestling yet again by going against Sarah McMahon. Question He's to you. He's been turning his back on martial art after martial art since he was seven. He gets into jiu-jitsu, big whoop, becomes a D1 wrestler. Oh, fine. Oh, now I'll be a black belt. It's like, pick a lane. <laughs> this is the worst <laughs> argument I've ever made publicly, but Fair. I'm sticking to it for another I few feel minutes. like I thought it. Yeah, I feel like I'm at a bar at 4 o'clock and there's that one guy who drank too much and just all over the place. (laughs) (laughs) Here's the good part of that story that I want to make sure that... That guy should be very careful not to fight you. For future reference to that guy listening, do not do it if it's red. If it's Raph or I, you're okay. We don't want to to touch up the mug. Stick on that particular story is because it assumes that we're all going to laugh at the person who he's seeing there at 4 a.m. But my question is also, what are you still doing there at 4 a.m.? Closing time. <laughs> no good things happen at a bar I'm at 4 a.m. This is a guy who used to live in Illinois, where you could. We're going to go again. Uh, this one's actually going to give 30 seconds because it is the co-main event. And I'd love to hear what you have on analysis for this one, Red. And it is between Dan Hooker and Michael Chandler. Go. I'm going to have to go with Hooker on this one. Um, you know, he's got the hands. He's got great takedowns. Uh, his striking is ridiculous, and he can hold the pace. Uh, Chandler, you know, he does pretty good. You know, he's got some pretty hard shots, but Hooker's got the longer arms, uh, longer limbs. So I see Hooker pulling this one out. Uh, takedowns, you know, to be honest, Probably won't be in Chandler's favor. Uh, Hooker's probably going to defend probably the, you know, from rounds two and up. If, if not, he might finish him, to be honest. Okay. Kev, what do you got? I have a little thing called the spirit of Dolly Parton, Raph. And she's not going to let Michael Chandler lose. He's a Nashville, <laughs> Tennessee guy. The mm-hmm. spirit will rise. The desire to crush this horse shit plus 120 that's been handed to him in Vegas will obviously be a factor, as will his questionable Bellator background. I'm going with Michael Chandler. Plus, it's okay. Michael Chandler. It's not Michael Call Girl. Like, Dan Hooker, get an appropriate last name. It's filthy. 
Uh, Let's take a moment here because this will come back in the part of the conversation that we have a little bit later. But Red, I'm sure you heard the decision, aka the not decision that Khabib Nurmagomedov made with Dana White. Yeah. yeah you Chandler know. has been talking about wanting to get in that mix. Khabib yeah. is saying, mm, I'm not against coming back, but it has to be somebody's got to impress me. Is there any want from you to see the winner of this bout get a crack at Khabib? Honestly, Khabib would smash both of them pretty easy, so it wouldn't be too entertaining. I honestly want to see him and McGregor go out every game, to be honest. Interesting. Does a Diaz Kevin. interest you? Well, I, let's ask the expert while we're throwing questions at him. Uh, Diaz, I mean, you know, not really. You know what I mean? I, I feel like Khabib would do the same thing he's done to everybody else. McGregor has that pop in his punch, you know what I mean? He can, you know, put anybody down. So uh, I'd rather see him and Khabib go at it again. Kev, I have some bad news for Red. Uh, we actually have a, a person calling in right now. Oh, well, I'm going to put you on hold, ref. And uh, dispatch in resident Diaz brother, Mr. Nate, here to defend yeah. his honor. Nate, did you hear that? that you're yeah, there? I heard that, my Fargo. Yeah. Like, he's, just, he's putting disrespect on my name, man. Um, like, dog, why are you why are you tripping on me? I would have the best match with Khabib. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, it's just, you know, stylistically, it's just not there, brother. No, oh, yeah, well, stylistically, you're, uh, <laughs> you're dumb. So, guess what? Okay, yeah. cool. He transitively um, suggested you don't have pop in your hands. Ouch. Well, you know what? First of all, I don't have a dictionary to look up what that means. Okay, so fuck you. And second of all, I don't know if you guys saw me tweet this out yesterday, but I did. And the tweet I put out was, Khabib is a uh, uh, pussy for real. Now, did I actually type the word A out like two times? Yeah, dog, I'm high. What do you expect from me? But then uh -oh. second of all, like, yeah, he's a little bitch. He's just running out of this sport and he's just scared. Well, ladies and gentlemen, the champ, Nate Diaz. Thanks for swinging by, Nate. You have a good evening. Well, that seemed like a really good segment to keep me on. So fuck you, Kevin. Uh, okay. Guys, I don't need this. I'm going to go fucking smoke a bowl now. Bye. Smoke Thank you, Nate. Woo. And <laughs> I'm just going over to the fights. I'm prepared to call. Oh, I'm dispatching Raph back in, but I am prepared Hello. to call the next one. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, that was weird. I'm sorry. He was very <laughs> angry. He was not appreciating the fact that somehow he The Diaz light went sorry. off in the studio. Okay. I was like, oh, shit. I've got two notes here. Watch out for the bottles. The two notes that I've got here. That's a great joke. The two notes I've got here is, one, this is the most civilian-like I have ever heard you in our sport saying that you're more intrigued by Connor and Khabib. This is one of the glorified civilians or casuals that we speak of that we have on air right now, apparently. Why do you want to see that one again? Well, I mean, you've seen the whole build-up to it. You know I mean? There's just so much animosity. Uh, it was almost like uh, two countries going at it. It wasn't just two people. And, you know, there was just so much beef and, you know, big story behind it. 
but I mean, stylistically, I mean, you even heard it from, um, you know, everybody else, even Khabib's side that, you know, McGregor was definitely the most dangerous person that he was going to face. And they were happy to, you know, be done with him. But McGregor, he's, he's a thinker, you know, stylistically, he's going to evolve his game and make those necessary changes. And I think he's evolved into a much better fighter than he was. Um, so I'd definitely like to see that fight because I don't think anyone's capable of beating Khabib right now, minus, you know, Connor. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know, man. This whole Khabib not making a decision, Dana White asking for an extension on his homework thing, it doesn't sit well with me for this main reason, which is Khabib went through this very public thing where he said he doesn't want to fight anymore. There's nothing left for him to prove. And then they completely X'd out the possibility of GSP. So Dana announced that's dead, not happening. And that was really the only reason people really wanted to see him Raph, come back. did they mention where they landed on the Boneyard Season 2 featuring no, GSP on Dinosaurs? No, I don't think that they've come up with GSP. <laughs> Even though GSP uh, said in his own way, I'm very excited by this news. So GSP was into the idea of facing Khabib. Oh, yeah. And oh, yeah. then all of a sudden that got pushed to the side. And then Dana White said, no, Khabib's saying it's got to be one of these guys that's going to impress him. Which begs the question... No, that's not at all true. That's it, not at all. Jessica, I's like, so you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I'm going to fuck Calderwood up. Which would be great, by the way. That is an open audition. That that should be the next America's Got Talent. It's just Khabib with the buzzer that just says yes or no. Oh, shit. <laughs> this is why they should not let us play in UFC events. You and I would turn it into this immediately. We're like, trust us. Ratings are going to be amazing. It's like, who will Khabib fight? Night one. I guess we went to the end question without going to the beginning question. So before we go back to the game, though. To you, Red. Do you want to see him come back? Uh, for one more fight, yeah, that'd be good. You know what I mean? Uh, I feel like we were just starting to see Khabib like, really show his game and just see how far ahead he was. I mean, he was finishing people in ways that, you know, he doesn't normally, you know, finish people, you know, submissions. Uh, he was, you know, doing some pretty good uh, striking work on the feet. You know, he was just starting to come in his own element. And I, I feel like uh, he's cutting himself a little short, but, you know, if he wants to go away, that's his decision. I'm just saying if that dude wants to retire, let him retire in peace. I'm I'm good. Yeah. I saw what I saw. I know what I saw. I'm just fine with it. And this is why I think the whole Nate Diaz things becomes interesting. Kev, if I give you the opportunity to buy one pay-per-view now at $70, apparently, with the UFC, will wow. you pay $70? For Khabib in a fight, or will you pay seventy dollars for Nate Diaz in a fight? Khabib. Interesting. See, I can't get excited about a Khabib fight in the sense of, oh man, that's going to give me seventy-five. Yeah, give me that much but money. People are missing out on one of the most important themes in sports. What's that? The passion to watch dominance. We want to watch you diminish your peers. When you are at the height of your game, when you're the Warriors with Kevin Durant, we want you polishing the second round of the playoffs. Sports-wise, just Anderson Silva, it wasn't fun because occasionally he lost. 
It was fun because he never fucking lost. He just never yeah. did. That's what would be fun here. Like, let Khabib fight whoever. Whoever's there. It's not his fault. They're, they're, they would be un, they would all fuck up Matt Hughes. <laughs> Is that a good statement? <laughs> So I just I don't yes, understand it. I hate famously the... right now is not okay to walk. But yes, sure. You get what I'm saying. Oh, I would love to yeah. watch Khabib just wreck eight people a year. No problem. I think the yeah. thing that Red brought up, which is good, is that really at the peak of your athleticism to walk away seems a little odd to the rest of Agreed. us. We're like, well, you're okay, so that doesn't make any sense. But he clearly wants to just kind of be done with it. So let him be done. On the same side. You float the idea, and this is why when people were giving us mess, because they're like, why are you listening to Nate Diaz? So I was like, he's just a compelling figure. I don't care if he wins or loses. Almost sometimes Nate Diaz losing is almost more compelling because he's the only person who's going to come out and call the person who just beat the shit out of him a bitch. And then cut an epic promo where you go, I don't know why, but this dude is so fucking fascinating and entertaining. So that's my note. We're going to go back to the game now. Flyweight bout. Kevin, you start us off on this one. Amir Albazi versus Zagalas. This alliteration is too much. Zuma dot backslash gov. Go. Zuma Gulov. Don't be a dick. It is just the easiest thing in the world <laughs> to pronounce. I'm sorry. I couldn't do it. I got through most of it. I'm taking Albazi. Longer reach, more violent sounding name. And if you have a Z in your name, you're statistically more likely to be pissed off at the world. Fair. Red, what do you got for us? I'm going to have to agree with him on that. You know, Albezi, his his takedown uh, ability is really good. He has good hands, and then his submission rate's high. So I'm definitely going to have to go with Albezi on this one. All right, we're going to go to our next fight right now. It is between Andrew Sanchez and Mahmoud Muradov. Red, you go first. Uh, I'm going to have to go with, uh, let's just say, uh, Sanchez on this one. You know, just going back to the takedowns and, and you know, strikes. They're, they're pretty, they're very similar. Um, you know what I mean? But Sanchez looks like the softer opponent. He'll probably, uh, you know, edge out a decision on this one. All right. Kev, what do you have? Murkadov. Ask yourself one question. Who's more likely to be featured in a Drake song from this fight? It's a really <laughs> easy answer. Wow. Muradov. <laughs> he That's is probably. six foot two with a longer reach and is a nightmare wrath. I don't think Drake has ever been that publicly associated on any of our fight picks before, but I'm glad you did it. <laughs> Let him know. Here's what I'm going to tell you. Hashtag God's plan. Kevin, you're picking next. Women's strawweight bout. Marina Rodriguez versus Amanda Rebus. Go. Good one. He, why is he cutting? We I, I don't know. You tell him. Like this he is your gets time. it. Is this his thing? I well, this is easy. I'm going with Rebus. Rebus is pure violence. Awesome. What do you got for us, Red? I'm in agreement on, on this one right here. Rebus, she's freaking an animal. Uh, you know, Rodriguez is solid. She's a really good fighter too. But man, Rebus is a whole nother kind of beast. 
This is going to be an interesting card to watch because the two of you have only really differentiated on a handful of them. So your fates are going to be very, very tied to one another on this uh, fight card. I would tell you this, though. This is a good time that we like to tell the guest, which is about this time we let the guest know that there is usually a wager. Now, it's never financial because jujitsu. So we usually suggest that uh, people come up with wagers like Kevin. I still have to make dick cookies. The first batch I tried to make didn't go great. I'm just going to say okay. it. It didn't look like dicks. <laughs> it looked like cookie peanut brittle that I was trying to make. Anyway, <laughs> dick cookies. I have to make those um, and kind of display them. Shirt exchanges. Uh, social media posts. Jiu-jitsu advice i mean there's been different items of those types of natures but uh typically that type of prank type situation absolutely usually somebody has to write something very nice about the other person or they have to cut a video as to why podcast person is reviews yeah no yep. so having said that red without saying what it is if you do have one do you have a bet in mind uh, not yet, but that whole dick cookie thing is pretty hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that you liked it. Unfortunately, we've done that once. So that's not happening again. Yeah. However, not until uh, I learned to make dick fights. cookies at the very least. <laughs> <laughs> you got three fights to figure out what could be a wager. And speaking of which, you're actually going to keep it going right now. It's a light heavyweight bout between Khalil Roundtree Jr. and Marcin Prancino? Hmm. That's not a real name. Let's go, Red. Yeah, I'm going to have to go with uh, Roundtree on this one. The last couple times I've seen him fight, totally different fighter, you know what I mean? Uh, he started relying on his hands, his speed, and his power. Uh, so I think that's what he's going to kind of bring to the, the fight this time around. Gotcha. Kevin? I get what he's doing. Mm. You know, I get it. Mm. And it would be easy to just take the Vegas card sweep, call it a day. <laughs> But occasionally you have to make some money. You can just donate it to who they want you to think. Use your third eye. Prachneo! Which fighter sounds more like a cheese you would lightly shred using one of those handheld <laughs> graters over some fine Thanks. pasta? Someone's got the, Someone Pra- got the munchies. Thank you. That was all I was trying to do. Hit your DoorDash app. Not sponsored. Prostio! I do appreciate the fact that it does sound like something you bring over to your friend's house for a fancy wine and cheese dinner. And be like, well, I brought the Procino. <laughs> so I don't think Kevin's too far out of the lane on this one. All right, Kev. Lightweight bout. Nasrat. Hack. Perist. Versus Armin. Suki Ryan. Go. Where in the English language do the Q and the P meet is a fun translation of it's like just put it in whatever it is in the hard quest. Um this one's easy because I don't know what I'm doing. And I'm mm-hmm. going with Harkaprast because okay. it's the most priestly sounding name. All right, what do you got for us, Red? Yeah, I'm in agreement on that one, just looking at the stats. And I've seen him fight a couple of times. He has pretty good, solid takedowns. Uh, you know, he's southpaw. You know, he's he's, pretty, he's a little bit taller than his opponent. So I'm going to see him still this one. 
Well, gents, we've gotten all the way to the main event, and I'm excited because I'm about to give 30 seconds to both of you. But here's the bigger reason why I'm excited about it. I get to hear Red immediately give the justification as to why he might see the fight that he really wants to see. So it'll be very interesting to see if that is the way he goes on this fight pick or if he's got a feeling that is a diamond field night ahead of us. Red, the choice is yours. 30 seconds are on the clock for you. Uh, definitely going to have to go with McGregor on this one. Like I said, uh, knowing him, he's definitely evolved his game as a fighter. The last time we fought uh, Poirier, he, he you know, pieced him up pretty good. Poirier, you know, he's evolved himself, gotten a little bit better, uh, a little bit stronger, a little more confident. But McGregor, like I said, he's he's about a level above him. Um, not, not taking anything away from Poirier because I really love him as a fighter, but you know, McGregor's going to steal this one. All right. Kev, do you agree with that? No, because okay. I watched Dustin Poirier in a documentary on Netflix put some prepackaged salmon in a George Foreman grill. That type <laughs> of grit and determination isn't measurable <laughs> in the Vegas books, and it's not measurable now. I'm going hard upset with the diamond. Tell her that you mean it forever. Poirier. I've already gotten Red's thoughts on this. Kev, is there any fight that happens? Because they did say Oliveira did impress Khabib. But do you see any of these scenarios, a.k.a. Chandler, Poirier, McGregor, Oliveira, that actually incite one Khabib Nurmagomedov to come back? And I'm actually so, why? I'm actually nervous it's already predetermined that Poirier mm-hmm. is going to take a dive with the McGregor machine. <laughs> you see what I'm doing? I'm destabilizing the election. I coming. got you. Poirier mm-hmm. is going to take a dive for McGregor, who is all of a sudden going to impress Khabib. And look out. It's round three. We're going to really charge you for this one. That's what I think is going to happen. <sighs> it Open seems that's what the... Eye. It seems that's what the MMA gods do want us to kind of build back to. And it would be interesting to see McGregor and Khabib one last time, if only for the pay-per-view numbers. I don't know that I see it happening any differently because I know, Red, you've said that McGregor has progressed. I don't know who we see as a Conor McGregor now because he famously had several losses that were very big. However, the person he's fighting in this particular case is a guy that he dusted. Do you feel that that plays any role in the mental psychology game of uh, going up against somebody that you, you basically finish them super quick? Oh yeah, there's definitely, you know, he definitely respects his opponents despite what, you know, facade he puts on or what kind of show. Uh, But I feel like, you know, he definitely goes in there with a whole lot of confidence. Um, against Poirier. But going back to that previous question, I think one fight that might pull Khabib out is Oliveira, personally. Mm-hmm. I feel like that dude, man, he took a turn on his whole career. And I think that he's definitely someone that could challenge Khabib for sure. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't know why, but when they did mention that one, that he had 
earned his respect. I said, that one makes a little bit more sense. It's somebody new to the equation. But yeah. I got this impression, and I don't mean any real disrespect to Dustin Poirier, but if he did win and he did beat Conor McGregor, just the way that he got handled makes me almost believe that he'd say, no, nah, I'm good. Yeah, nah, Khabib would, would beat me. Uh, I'm pretty pretty resolute. I'd love to get it back, but I don't think it's going to change. Yeah, that's not going to change. But that's just my opinion. All right, we go now to the fight of the night and performances of the night, just in case we need a tiebreaker. And Kevin, I need you to tell me your two performances of the night and the one fight of the night, please. Yeah, fight of the night's going to be Poirier-McGregor, regardless of anything else that possibly happens. Then performance of the night one mm. is easily going to go to Julia Pena. Performance okay. of the night two is going to go to. I almost did Prochnio because I love the cheese, but I'm <laughs> I'm actually going to go with Shoe Face. Shoe Face, okay. With a submission Red, set. What do you got for fight of the night and two performances of the night? Uh, fight of the night, of course, McGregor and uh, Poirier. Uh, performance of the night, uh, going to go with uh, Hooker and Rebus. Awesome. You were very well prepared. Most people are not that prepared for that one, yeah. which well, I guess begs the question. These are just the, the fights that I'm excited to see. You know what I mean? Like mm. just those two names alone on the card, you know it's going to be pretty solid. You know what I mean? They're, they're not, you know, walks in the park. They bring it. Absolutely. Okay, well, speaking of bringing it, I think it is time for you to tell us if you have a bet in mind. So we always defer to the guest. I'll go ahead and start with you. Red, do you have a bet in mind for Kevin should you beat him in over under Kevin? Uh, I'd say definitely has to hop in a competition. Mm, I would veto this one. <laughs> if only that I'd like to keep my partner from breaking okay <laughs> like he's gonna train it's not a matter of him oh, yeah. not training it's a matter of him saying like this is a guy who was trying to talk me into competition and was like raf it's so good it's so good for him to say right now uh no nah, i'm not is more of a i'd like to save money on bills raf i've so. heard enough no you're right <laughs> but i like red spirit yeah like, don't be a pans you're a purple belt but, Red, do you have another idea? So do you have a, a bet in mind that's not Kevin competing? Mm, that would be another good one. Says EBI CJJ champ. You dickhead, by the way. People are like, what's the big <laughs> deal? It's like, he's not any competitor. <laughs> well, uh, I, I, uh, what state did you say you were in? Denver, Colorado. Oh, then you can go ahead and hop into a lake. Well, I actually did something similar in Breckenridge not long ago. <laughs> but we can, okay, a little polar. Where are you at then? Hold on. Oh, I'm in California, brother. Oh, shut up. No, hold on. <laughs> What's equal to this? Raph, we're going to have to work on this one. Yeah, that's fine. Do you have a bet in mind? Do you have a counter, Kevin? I don't yet um, workshopping it because I've noticed. Do you own singlets currently? No, I don't. You don't own a single I singlet. Worn, no, I haven't worn one in probably 10 years. 
Okay. Because I, I was going to suggest a singlet apology video, Raph, where <laughs> you put the one, the singlet you own on and apologize for being an inferior picker to the other. Yeah. That was going to be my. That's, that's actually not bad. Uh, we can, we can figure something out. So what I'll do is I'll facilitate a bet between the two of you off air, uh, and we'll figure something out going there. But what I want to say is this, go ahead, Red. No, I'd be down to take that bet. I'd probably put to the other side too. He had a singlet. I'd be down for that one. Kev. Oh, I have a singlet. Oh, I'm someone speaking of something I just packed recently. (laughs) What kind of stuff are you into? No, oh, no one's well, business. <laughs> let's be very clear, though, Red. Kevin owns this one. Raph, well, he we own matching one. singlets. They're similar no in nature. Way. Don't be a, don't well, be a prude on. about it, Raph. Explain what it is. Is it's Ko Sports Gear? So that singlet oh, that you that you liked, Red, the <laughs> America threw up on your face one was a sponsor oh, of this show, and. That one is one that I was like, man, this is so ridiculous. We don't have any need for it. But I said to them, I said, well, you know, we do all these WWE BJJ sketches. I'm sure we can utilize that. And uh, lo and behold, you hit me up and said, yo, I need that singlet. Rich, uh, like uh, Ariola hit me up. Craig Jones hit me up. Like it was a wildly famously popular singlet. So that brand. Uh has worked with us in the past, even though Kevin and I are almost the antithesis of wrestling. Okay. That's pretty sweet. But yeah, that's the reason why. So we can, all right, I guess that I've works. I've never then. been a big hugger, but it's just me talking. <laughs> all right. Well, if that's the case, then that's good. We have an accord on that. We'll figure out the details of the social media bit that goes along with it. Um, Red, here's what I'm going to say to you. We normally do a thing on the show where we allow you to come back the next week should you be interested and talk about the fights that we just saw here today or that we just previewed here today. Would you be up for that next week? Yeah, definitely. Sweet. Now, Red, you and Kevin can now be friends. No more trash talk. You guys are good. Kevin, do you have a Try and stop us. I love this guy. (laughs) He's my favorite. Do you have departing (laughs) words for Red as we start to wind this thing down? Yeah. More slap jitsu. Love watching you fight. (laughs) <laughs> you're a, you're a blast out there. Don't be afraid to get a little fat. You're really small and keep it compact. And I get it. There's a place for that, but just don't be afraid. You know, pack on 15, <laughs> 20 quick pounds. See what you, see what's oh, got going I on. I did over this uh, this pandemic, except <laughs> the, you know, I got into like a lifting thing. I got I got pretty big pretty quick. I put on like uh, eighteen pounds. Let's just say, Kevin, uh, the KGs that you you go up in ADCC. Uh, <laughs> they, they definitely happened a little bit for Red. Uh, but Red has that unfortunate thing that happens to people where when they're in shape, they don't get real fat. They just get more muscle, and you go, well, that's not fair. <laughs> well, Red, do you have anybody you want to shout out, sponsors, people who take care of you? We'd love to go and give you an opportunity to shout them out. Uh, yeah, uh, AMP, uh, Virusware, uh, ATTC. Uh, I'm going to start uh, going on um, a website. It's in the works right now where I'm going to start uh, allowing uh, people to subscribe to my page, and I'm going to be going over techniques uh, different. You know, obviously uh, combat would be one, wrestling and 
different submissions that I specialize in. So that's something I'm in the works on right now. Uh, but I'll be uh, posting more about that later on. At Dude, that's jitsu. Awesome. That sounds awesome. Not just because you're somebody who has a very accomplished resume, but you've also been really good about posting your workouts for people to try. You've been encouraging people during a very terrible time in the pandemic and telling people to send you videos or, or things of uh, people doing the workouts that you're suggesting. And you know what's weird is you're essentially giving them kind of like a very affordable version of how to stay in shape. And I've been very, very appreciative of, of you doing that because I know it's helped people. So uh, big props to you, man. I appreciate that, man. Well, Kev, I think that's going to do it for us here. And I'm on his Instagram. I'm seeing his version of gaining weight, and I'm not enjoying it. I know. What the? You know what? Yeah, let's call it. Everyone, thanks. Yeah, (laughs) this has been Verbal Tap. Thanks for listening. Good night and good night.